Section 11 of the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The World Story, Volume 13. The United States. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 11. When Washington Resigned His Commission. 1783. By R. M. Devens. For the last time, he assembled them, his soldiers, at Newburgh, when he rode out on the field, and gave them one of those paternal addresses which so eminently characterized his relationship with his army. To the tune of Roslyn Castle, the soldier's dirge, his brave comrades passed slowly by their great leader, and filed away to their respective homes. It was a thrilling scene. There were gray-headed soldiers who had grown old by hardships and exposures, and too old to begin life anew. Tears coursed freely the furrowed cheeks of these veterans. Among the thousands passing in review before him were those, also, who had done valorous service when the destiny of the country hung tremblingly in the balance. As Washington looked upon them for the last time, he said, I am growing old in my country's service, and losing my sight, but I never doubted its justice or gratitude. Even on the rudest and roughest of the soldiery, the effect of his parting language was irresistible. On the 4th of December, 1783, by Washington's request, his officers in full uniform assembled in Francis Tavern, New York, to take a final leave of their commander-in-chief. On entering the room and finding himself surrounded by his old companions in arms, who had shared with him so many scenes of hardship, difficulty, and danger, his agitated feelings overcame his usual self-command. Every man arose with eyes turned towards him, Filling a glass of wine, and lifting it to his lips, he rested his benignant but saddened countenance upon them, and said, With a heart full of love and gratitude, I now take leave of you. I most devoutly wish that your latter days may be as prosperous as your former ones have been honorable and glorious. Having drunk, he added, I cannot come to each of you to take my leave, but shall be obliged to you, if each of you will come and take me by the hand. A profound silence followed, as each officer gazed on the countenance of their leader, while the eyes of all were wet with tears. He then expressed again his desire that each of them should come and take him by the hand. The first, being nearest to him, was General Knox, who grasped his hand in silence, and both embraced each other without uttering a word. One after another followed, receiving and returning the affectionate adieu of their commander, after which he left the room in silence, followed by his officers in procession, to embark in the barge that was to convey him to Paulus Hook, now Jersey City. As he was passing through, the light infantry drawn up on either side to receive him. An old soldier, who was by his side on the terrible night of his march to Trenton, 
stepped out from the ranks, and reaching out his arms exclaimed, Farewell, my dear general, farewell. Washington seized his hand most heartily, when the soldiers forgot all discipline, rushed toward their chief, and bathed him with their tears. The scene was like that of a good patriarch taking leave of his children, and going on a long journey from whence he might return no more. Having entered the barge, he turned to the weeping company upon the wharf, and waving his hat, bade them a silent adieu. They stood with heads uncovered, until the barge was hidden from their view, when, in silent and solemn procession, they returned to the place where they had assembled. Congress was at this time in session at Annapolis, Maryland, to which place Washington now proceeded, greeted along his whole route with enthusiastic homage, for the purpose of formally resigning his commission. He arrived on the 19th of December, 1783, and the next day he informed Congress of the purpose for which he had come, and requested to know whether it would be their pleasure that he should offer his resignation in writing or at an audience. A committee was appointed by Congress, and it was decided that on Tuesday, December 23rd, the ceremonial should take place. When the hour arrived, the President, General Mifflin, informed him that that body was prepared to receive his communications. With a native dignity, heightened by the solemnity of the occasion, the General rose. In a brief and appropriate speech, he offered his congratulations on the termination of the war, and having alluded to his object in appearing thus in that presence, that he might resign into the hands of Congress the trust committed to him, and claim the indulgence of retiring from the public service. He concluded with those affecting words, which drew tears from the eyes of all in that vast assembly. I consider it an indispensable duty to close this last act of my official life by commending the interests of our dearest country to the protection of Almighty God, and those who have the superintendence of them to His holy keeping. Having now finished the work assigned me, I retire from the theatre of action, and bidding an affectionate farewell to this august body, under whose orders I have so long acted, I here offer my commission, and take my leave of all the employments of public life. After advancing to the chair, and delivering his commission to the President, he returned to his place and remained standing, while General Mifflin replied, reviewing the great career thus brought to a close, and saying in conclusion, The glory of your virtues will not terminate with your military command. It will continue to animate the remotest ages. We join with you in commending the interest of our country to Almighty God, beseeching Him to dispose the hearts and minds of its citizens, to improve the opportunity afforded them of becoming a happy and respectful nation. And for you we address to Him our warmest prayers, that a life so beloved may be fostered with all His care, that your days may be as happy as they have been illustrious, and that he will finally give you that reward which this world cannot bestow.
End of section 11. This recording is in the public domain.